Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Family's Fly Free Podcast. I am your host, Lynn Mettler. Um, Before we get into today's topic, which is all about the most common mistakes that I saw in travel rewards last year, Um, I first want to go through a couple of my podcast reviews with you. Um, I want to start with some really awesome ones. And then there's one that I just want to clarify. iTunes doesn't give you an opportunity to make a response. Um, And so I just wanted to clarify this one since I can't reply to it. But um, just a couple of great ones. Um, So thanks to Jamie LHM. She says there is plenty of information on the web for you to muddle through and do it on your own with anxiety that you're doing it wrong the whole time. I can totally relate to that. Um, She says, that is exactly what kept me from sitting on the sidelines of travel hacking for the last few years. I bit the bullet and subscribed to Families Fly Free in January. And after one big trip across the country for my family of four, the subscription has already paid for itself. There is endless learning with the information they put out constantly via podcasts, their classroom app. She's talking about our different webinars that we have um, and more. All right, um, let's hit one more, um, which is talking about, um, it's titled Awesome Travel Hacking Tips and Easy to Follow from Me and Zamboni. So thanks. Thanks for that. So this one says these informative podcasts are great for money-saving travel tips, destination info, and strategies to have better family vacations. I tried Lynn's program and was pleasantly surprised on its simplicity and the wealth of knowledge I picked up on even for someone like me who has been at the travel hacking game for several years. So thanks for that great review. And the one that I wanted to um, just hit upon here is this person um, had noted in her review that because she, it says um, Lynn pushes the Southwest Companion Fair, which is awesome when you get it, but go in knowing that the referral link to credit cards is how she keeps her companion pass. It's nearly impossible for the average person to continue earning the 125,000 miles to maintain the pass without getting points through referrals or opening new cards. So I just wanted to address that because that's all wrong. <laughs> so um, first off, I do not earn my companion pass through earning referral points by having my listeners or um, readers or whatever sign up through me. Um, So I do have an affiliate link where I earn a commission for those. If you do sign up with a card through me, I'm always careful to let you know that so you can make that choice or not. Um, Of course, we appreciate it, but it's nothing you ever have to do. Use our our affiliate link. Um, But I earn my companion pass like everybody else does, how I teach it. And that is not through referral points. That is certainly an option that you have. Like if you know someone or you can get a family member to sign up for a card through you, you can earn like on the Southwest card, 20,000 points. 
Um, but that is not how I earn mine. So I earn mine with a combination of cards, which she's talking about. Um, and I would agree with that, that you do need to be able to open a travel card to make it easy to keep earning the Southwest Companion Pass. But because we teach you to have it for a full two years, um, that helps too. And I've just have been looking, you know, around and hearing people and looking in my account, even the way it's set up in Southwest. If you look in your my account, it makes it look like you should try to re-earn it every year. I think that's the frame, like the um the how they're framing it for everyone. So you get in that mindset, oh, I need to re-earn it every year. You don't like you outsmart them. The pass is good from the time you earn it till the end of the following year. So don't keep trying to re-earn your pass every year. Instead, earn it early in the year and then have it be good all the way through the end of the next year. So it's good for almost two full years. And then you earn it again by getting your points as early as you can in the year that following period. Um, so that's a big differentiator, which means you don't have to be constantly working on earning the companion pass and you don't have to be using the Southwest card all the time either, which isn't a great card to spend on. We'll talk about that as a mistake today. But um, so yes, you do need to be able to open a card ideally, um, at least one, and then we can show you some other ways to supplement that. But I promise it's easy to keep earning the companion pass over and over again, not every single year, that's not easy, but every two years, yes, that's easy. We've got a system for that. So I just wanted to address because that is not how I earn my companion pass. I earn it just the exact same way that I'm teaching all of you to earn it myself. So I know it works and I'm on pass number five. Okay, let's get into today's topic. Oh, and I should say, if you wanna leave me a review, that would be awesome. Um, if you enjoy these podcasts, if you find them helpful, Leaving a review helps more people find us. And my goal is to help as many people as possible learn how to do this. So um, you're helping another family by just taking a minute to even rate the podcast by clicking the number of stars. Or if you can just even leave like a two sentence review, um, even that is helpful. So um, wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes or elsewhere. Okay, so thanks for that. Now let's go ahead and get started with today's topic, the five most common travel rewards mistakes that I saw in 2022. Now I've been using and teaching travel rewards since 2015, and I do tend to see the same mistakes over and over again. And so my fly free formula um, is really designed to help people avoid these mistakes that I have now seen for seven plus years. Um, but for today, I wanted to take a look at some of the most common mistakes that I specifically saw people make in 2022. And there are a couple new ones that worked their way onto the list um, last year. So listen up. Now, these are things that most of these things I see time and time again. Um, and it's equally between people who are brand new to collecting travel rewards and frequent flyer miles, um, as it is with those who've been travel hacking for a while. It really is the same stuff, you guys. It's kind of this whole thing of you just don't know what you don't know. Um, and I'm gonna try to fill you in on that today. So in an effort to help prevent some of these mistakes from happening, let's dive into them. Now, if you're planning on joining Families Fly Free in the near future to get free travels 
going forward for you and your family. Um, it's also really helpful if you can avoid making these mistakes before you join. Now, for sure, we can help you clean up um, any mistakes that you have made, but wouldn't it be easier if you just started out with no mistakes? Um, it's going to be a much simpler, cleaner process for you if you can follow <clears throat> and avoid making these mistakes from the get-go. So the first one I have on my list is a new one. Um, and this, the mistake is not having enough credit or any credit. Now, I think we have, now we have a lot of Dave Ramsey aficionados and FI, which is Financial Independence Retire Early or FIRE. Um, we have a lot of those folks who are listeners who want to learn about travel rewards. So if you're one of those folks, you guys are doing an awesome job uh, with your finances. You're cutting expenses. Um, you're looking to you know, fund your travels, not out of pocket, but for free, which is a great idea so you can keep traveling while you're achieving financial independence. You're ensuring that you're out of debt, which is we love. That's what we, where we love people to be when they start into this travel rewards process. And you're saving as much as you possibly can. But here is the thing. You do need to have credit and you need it to be good credit. Now, I won't harp on how credit cards aren't good or bad. I won't get into an argument with Dave Ramsey today. Um, but, you know, it's really is about how you use them. They are not good or bad. It's just what you're doing with them that's good or bad. But so many of you have been taught, and I was one of them, that credit cards are bad. And so because of this, you just don't get any. And, you know, Dave Ramsey does teach no credit cards. And you don't want to be have credit cards if you're in debt, trying to get out of debt. Um, but you do need to have credit cards to function in this world. So um, for sure, it is a great thing to be able to pay only cash for things that you buy. And I know a lot of budgeting um, systems teach cash only. I have tell you, my grandmother was always cash only for everything. Um, but really, to, to live in today's day and age, you've got to have credit. Um, even if you don't ever plan to incur debt, that's not the idea. Credit does not mean debt. <laughs> it means credit, which is good. So if you ever want to earn a return on your everyday spending the way that we teach it, you do need to be able to be approved for a credit card. Not a whole bunch of cards, but just a couple. We use a couple of select travel cards to charge our expenses to just our day-to-day -day expenses. And then we pay those charges right off. And we do this so that we can earn frequent flyer miles and travel rewards on our everyday spending. Not things that we weren't buying anyway, things we already have to buy. And then we have money in the bank to cover. And you can't do that. You can't earn frequent flyer miles on your everyday spending if you don't have any credit because you can't get a card. And banks will not approve you for cards if you have never demonstrated that you're credit worthy, which makes sense. Um, so all of that said, I encourage you to start building some credit if you don't have any. So that might be you've never had a credit card or it might be it's been you know, 10, 15 years since you had a credit card. Um, you can go back and listen to my episode on how to improve your credit because many of the same strategies apply, whether you have bad credit that you're trying to improve or if you're just trying to get from no credit to good credit. Um, but you, you do need to be able to demonstrate um, that you can consistently 
charge something to a card and pay off that balance over time. And um, another thing you need to do is to build the amount of credit that is extended to you. That's probably the most important factor in your credit score. You just have to have a good credit score, which means you have to have some credit. Um, and <clears throat> in terms of credit scores, I recommend high 600s uh, before you start into travel rewards. Um, so my quick suggestions, again, go back and listen to that episode for more details, but if you don't have any credit or if you've never had a credit card or it's been a long time are number one, open a card that's easier for people with low or no credit to get. Now you do not want a bunch of these because you're limited on the number of cards that you can get to earn travel rewards per all these different rules and regulations that, um, <clears throat> go with this, that we know and um, can guide you about inside families fly free because any, even if it's an easier card to get, it's going to count as one card for you. Um, but I do recommend getting one and paying it off regularly. You don't have to put a bunch of stuff on a card that's not earning miles or points or cash back, but even pick um, just a couple of charges every month. Maybe if it's your Netflix subscription um, or it's just some kind of a recurring expense that you can easily pay off. Um, and one thing, another thing I recommend is not paying it before the due, the, um, the date when they tell you your balance is due. Um, if you're trying to build credit, so you want to wait, you want to put the charge on it. You want to wait till they say, okay, you now owe us this amount and it's due by this date. Then you can pay it because that registers on your credit report as a charge, um, that has then been paid off. If you um, charge to it and then pay it the next day, which is what I like to recommend a lot when you're actively in travel rewards, it's not gonna help build your credit. Uh, most of the folks who are getting cards for travel rewards do have good credit, so they don't need to worry about that. Um, so if you get one of these cards and um, cards like Discover is a good option, um, the Apple card um, is generally easier to get and that one does have some cash back features. Um, or you can even start with a secured card, which is where you pay the issuer an amount to start with, and then you draw against it to demonstrate that you can, you know, carry it's carry a balance and um, pay it down. Um, or even a student card if you're a student or in college or just very young. Then after you have this card for a couple of months and you've paid, you know, charged and then paid it off consistently, call or message the bank or the issuer and ask them if they will extend your credit line. Um, and that's going to start to help build your credit. Um, so, and then go back and listen to my other podcast for some other ideas and start building that credit if you want to start flying for free. All right. Um, number two most common mistake I would see is just timing your travel card applications wrong. Boy, were we inundated at the end of last year with people who did not understand how to time their card applications, or I should say they thought they understood, but it turns out they didn't, um, to time their applications to earn their Southwest Companion Pass early this year so that it's good for 2023 and 2024, which is what I was talking about at the beginning. Um, it's important that you understand how to get your points to credit in the correct year based on when you're trying to earn the companion pass. This is because a companion pass is earned 
by collecting all qualifying points. And it is now 135,000. So I said 125 in that review I was reading. Uh, so it's changed now. This year it's 135,000. So you have to earn all of those qualifying points in one calendar year. You have from January 1st to December 31st. And if you miss that in any way, you are screwed, <laughs> if you will. All right. Now, we can help salvage this for you and still get you a companion pass in the right year. But but when I say you're stuck, what I mean is you cannot move the points that those years credit in um, unless there's something wrong that they have done on their end, which usually that is not the case. Um, so there's really is no moving them. It's just finding a solution to help you get the additional points that you need to go ahead and get you the companion pass in the correct year. Um, so we can salvage it, but it does really complicate things when we prefer and we want it to be easy for you, as easy as possible. So if you can time it right, it is an amazing thing to do because your pass is good for almost two full years at a time, which is how it helps make things so simple. Um, but it is very tricky to do this. And truly, like as much as I saw at the end of last year, I do not recommend trying to do it without our help. And I say our help because I wouldn't even know where else to tell you to go for help? No one else offers personal help um, on these types of things. Like I said, you could try emailing someone or commenting and hoping that you get an answer, but it's certainly not going to be an in-depth answer. They're not going to look through, okay, what cards did you open when? And look, open your statement for me and let's see what happened. When did these points credit and what triggered it and or what caused them not to credit? We've, we had to do a lot of that. Um, and so that's what Families Fly Free does. It provides that personal support that nobody else in the travel reward space is offering because there is a need for it. <laughs> I mean, I, I just see it day in and day out um, because you really need more than reading an article or listening to a podcast about timing your Southwest Companion Pass points correctly. You truly need to be able to ask questions. You need to check and double check that you're doing right. You need to be able to get on. We had an emergency webinar for members um, in December to help anyone who was confused or had made a mistake about what they needed to do, what their next steps needed to do. And of course we answer um, individually as well. Um, so, so many people mess this up. Again, I can't even tell you. Um, and I've even seen people this year mess it up who work for Southwest and even people who work for Chase. <laughs> so, and it's a Chase cards. So if these people don't know how to do it right, you probably don't either. Um, so many people like really think that they have this down only to realize they missed some small critical detail and now all their points credit in the wrong year. So I probably should have made that my number one um, most common mistake I saw last year because that was definitely the big one. All right. And that is but that is a common one year after year for sure. All right. Number three is paying too many points for your flights, for your hotels, for anything you're trying to book and travel rewards. So this is just a mistake I see um, just out there constantly. So you've heard me say it before, but I'm going to say it again, particularly if we have new folks to the podcast, welcome. You're going to hear um, a lot of my um, key takeaways of how I teach flying for free. So most travel rewards people focus on earning points only. But half of learning how to fly for free to a lot of places and to be able to bring everyone with you that you want 
is learning how to pay fewer points for every flight or even hotel stay. Yes, you do have to collect the points. That's an important part of the equation, but then you've got to know the best strategies for redeeming them. And everyone else out there seems to miss this other half. Um, and we are really, really good um, at both sides of the equation. So for Southwest, for example, to pay fewer points per flight, this includes things like booking on a Tuesday or Wednesday when flights tend to be lower or during when they ha have a sale, even knowing what's a good sale and what isn't because they have a lot of sales, most of which aren't good. Um, understanding how to rebook a flight on Southwest if the price goes down after you booked it and understanding you need to have that flight booked in points to really make the most of that. Um, and always booking Southwest in points and how to do that, even if you don't have any Southwest points yet. Maybe you're brand new to this. Maybe you've never flown Southwest or you just never set up a frequent flyer account with them to earn points. Um, <clears throat> we can show you how to start with points and then always have points. Um, Kay, who I interviewed um, in my last episode, she talked about like never even really considering that there could be a better day to fly than another. They just knew they were flying. Um, they wanted to fly on these particular days because that's what they needed to do for a particular trip. And so they really never considered checking to see if they could save by just moving their flight by a day or two. Um, and she was amazed at how much she could save by doing that. So it's even just getting out of the mindset of like, no, the spring break is from you know Saturday to Saturday. So that's when we need to fly. No, <laughs> you need to look at what days are the cheapest to fly and try your best to work your vacation around that. I even recommend starting with flights before you get to hotels um, and then book your hotels based on when the flights are cheap. Um, now for Europe, which we also um, teach how to fly free to Europe, not just Southwest in the US and the Caribbean. Southwest does not fly to Europe, so you have to do other ways. Um, so the way we teach it, it just really includes understanding the simple process that we've mapped out to help you find the cheapest flight that fits your criteria. And your criteria could be, I want a nonstop flight, or I want to go through London, or it could be, I want to fly in business class, or um, it could be, I want a morning flight instead of a night flight, whatever your criteria is there's an easy way to check for the cheapest option available. Um, we have just three places at the moment um, that we recommend checking to see which has the best price in miles and points. Um, and it's really as simple as that. Um, we don't get into alliances and, um, you know, moving points between different things and looking for award seats and all of this. Another example, I was just talking with a member yesterday who was asking about the United Excursionist perk. So probably everyone else in the world is going to tell you this is a fantastic thing. And it is cool in that it lets you basically uh, make a free stopover um, like of a couple of nights, even if you want, or several days as part of your fare price booked in miles. So like um, if I was flying from New York to Rome, I could do a stopover for a couple of nights in London, for example. And it's still going to be the same cost of the flight to go from New York to Rome. Um, so if you have some United miles sitting around, um, that could be a good thing to do. But when we were looking at this for a member, the her miles price to do this for this for her choice of criteria was really, really high. It was a lot of miles. Um, and so when we really looked at it, um, 
we had a way that she could do it with fewer points, still accomplish that stopover, but do it in a much simpler way. Uh, so United miles weren't even needed in that scenario. So just be careful that like maybe sometimes the United excursion perk does end up being cheaper in miles and points, but you want to make sure that it is <laughs> before you do that. Um, and that there's not a simpler way to do it, you know, with it, with fewer points. So um, there's just lots of ways that you need to make sure that you're paying the fewest possible points. And even with hotels, we have a system that's similar to Europe where we show you check these three places for the different uh, points or miles price for a particular hotel booking and pick the one that's the best deal that works for you. All right. Number four is um, putting your everyday spending on the wrong card. Um, and this is where I think a lot of the other folks in travel rewards get you because um, they're just recommending travel credit cards willy-nilly, as I like to say. Um, and you don't need all these cards and not all of them are good for your strategy. And you really only need one, maximum two cards for your everyday spending and still be able to accomplish all of your goals simply. Um, so I talk a lot about flying Southwest, obviously. And so people come to me and they're super proud that they're putting all their spending on their Southwest card and that they've accrued a bunch of Southwest points. Now that totally seems like a good thing to do, but it's not actually. So here at Families Fly Free, we advise choosing a flexible travel card to put your spending on instead, not an airline card, but you need to choose the right card for your situation, and you need to get that card in the correct order. And there's no way for me to know that or make a recommendation about that generally <laughs> to the whole world on a podcast or an article or video without me taking a look at your personal situation and your travel goals. How many people are traveling with you? What points do you have already? What cards do you have already? When did you open them? All of those things need to factor into the correct everyday spending card. Here's why we don't like airline cards. Um, quick review. I know I've talked about this a lot, but they only earn a mile or point good in that particular system. You can't use them anywhere else. And they tend to not earn very many points per dollar on categories of spending that you're going to be spending on the most, aside from making purchases direct with the airline, which you should not be doing besides maybe baggage or early boarding, something like that. So there's really no benefit to putting your everyday spending on an airline card. If you put it on a flexible card, you're earning points that you can use in multiple ways with different hotels, different airlines, and you have an opportunity typically to earn more points per dollar in categories of spending that you will be spending on as you travel. So things to consider when choosing the best possible everyday spending card for you and your family include what categories of spending do you spend the most on? Um, do you spend a lot on gas? Do you spend a lot on groceries? Do you spend a lot on travel and dining? Um, those are some of the more common categories that we see out there. Um, what are your favorite airlines and hotel chains? And do they play well with this particular travel reward system or card system? Where do you already have a lot of points? And it would make sense to get a card that plays well with those points um, and other considerations. So uh, we do right now like the Chase Sapphire Preferred card and the Capital One Venture X cards. Um, but cards change, perks change, 
annual fees change. And so in a couple months, we might change our recommendation. We used to really like the Chase Sapphire Reserve card. We don't recommend that one anymore. Um, who knows what great new card or perk, whatever, will be coming down the pike. So um, you can certainly use other systems as well, um, like Amex or City Thank You Points. Those are also flexible point systems. They're not our favorites, but that might be a better fit for you based on um, the various considerations that we talked about. Okay, number five is my last one, and that is getting too many cards. Um, this is another one you've probably heard me talk about a lot, but I am just passionate about this topic because I think this is where so many people get into trouble. So um, we started off at the beginning of the episode with people who've never had any cards, right? Who had no credit. But on the other end of the spectrum are the people that have 20, 30, and 40 cards. And yes, I have talked with plenty of people who do actually have that many cards. So if you enjoy that and you can keep track of it all, more power to you. But for most of us who end up with too many cards, it's because we got sucked into an offer or many offers um, because they were ending, they had a deadline and it was a great deal that we saw that was got in our email and it wasn't a good fit for us. It wasn't part of a strategy at all. So I promise for most of you, if you end up north of 10 cards, um, and again, I like to keep it to three, maximum four, you or your spouse or whoever your traveling companion is, or anyone else who's going with you is going to get confused. They're going to get overwhelmed. And as a result, you're going to quit travel rewards. This is why we all give up on most things. It gets too hard and we get overwhelmed. So let's not do that. Let's intentionally keep it simple. And it can all be done with three cards. If, and if you want to add one here or there to bolster hotel points or give you a quick boost of points to Europe, great. Um, but have a strategy. Make sure it fits. Um, and we can help you with all that inside of Families Fly Free and make sure that the next card that you want to get is a fit for you. And, you know, we have people who do like to have 10 cards um, and that's fine, but you can do it without that. It, it's as, just as simple as that. Now, you won't hear me, you know, on this podcast or in the membership ever talk more about more than a handful of cards. Um, I am not selling you every deal out there, whether or not it's good for you, um, because how would I know? I know nothing about your situation or what cards you have or where you want to travel or how many points you need. Um, and I totally got sucked into this when I first started um, with travel rewards. I ended up getting an American card um, because it had a good bonus and the article I was reading said it was a good value and it was deal was ending. Um, we got these points. They weren't enough for my whole family to go anywhere on American. And so we had to really figure out uh, okay, what the heck do we do with these points? Um, and so we were able to have, we learned a little bit about the American system and how to stretch them a little bit, which you can't even do anymore. Um, but at the time you could, and we were able to get at least my husband and I on a trip to California, um, to use these, uh, miles that we got, but it really sidetracked us from our main strategy. It in no way played into what I was already doing. We had to figure out how to use these things. And we really could have accomplished that same trip, probably with the whole family, we had just focused on Southwest instead um, and using my current strategy. So please, please, please have a strategy and make it a simple strategy unless you just like juggling a hundred balls in the air. I do not. If you don't want to have to create your own strategy, let us create it for you 
and guarantee your success inside Families Fly Free. You might even be able to save as much as $14,000 like my family did in 2022. You in? If you're ready to fly your family free forever, I invite you to join my Families Fly Free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the US, Caribbean, and Europe so you can make those priceless family travel memories before your kids or even your grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. Plus, it's risk-free. You either get your investment in the membership back in free travel, or I give you your money back. You can get more information at familiesflyfree.com slash join.